0: Okay, I want to go to Joshua, <clears throat> and then chapter six. Well, actually, I need to go there as well. Then Joshua chapter six. A little uh, little context here is um, the Israelites were um, they passed or they crossed the Jordan River, and. Um, they had been in the desert for like so many years. And, when, and, and then all the time that they were in the desert, they never circumcised their men. So when they crossed the Jordan River, they went, oh man, we forgot something. Let's just do that quickly. So all the male Israelites were circumcised. So they were all laying in bed, you know, feeling sorry for themselves, like, why am I a Jew? This hurts, you know, stuff like that. Uh, And and all of them, and then then Joshua, who was just installed as leader, the new leader of the Israelites, um, went up to look to Jericho, because that was the first city that they had to take in if joshua would be me i would be sitting there and he will be sitting there looking at the city with his ipad because that's what i do i don't write anything down i type everything up and i would draw up the most sophisticated strategic plan to actually take over jericho to impress the leaders of the army of Israel and to show them that I'm actually a good leader, that I'm uh, uh, trained well by Moses and that I can actually lead them into battle. But then something completely different happens. Let's start reading. And now the gates of Jericho were tightly shut because the people were afraid of the Israelites. No one was allowed to go in or out. But the Lord said to Joshua, I have given you Jericho, its king and all its strong warriors. You and your fighting men should march around the town once a day for six days. Seven priests will walk ahead of the ark, each carrying a ram's horn. And on the seventh day, you march around the town seven times with the priest blowing the horns. And then when you hear the priest giving one long blast on the ram's horns, have all the people shout as loud as they can and the walls of the town will collapse and the people can charge straight into town. Just imagine having a newly elected leader coming to the army leaders of a country and say, this is what we're going to do. Trust me, believe me, it'll work. Everyone in their right minds, in their worldly minds would say like, man, you're insane, you're crazy, we're not going to do that. You know, you need to come up with something else. You need to come up with a better plan. Cool thing though, the Israelites... They had learned their lesson. The Israelites had been in, in the desert for 40 years because of their unbelief. Because they didn't believe that God was actually taking them and, and wanting to lead them in, in, into the country. And, and because of their unbelief, they had to go back into the desert. And this time around, when, when the leader stood up and he said, we're going to do this. We walk around in silence and then we shout and then... We'll do it. It's going to happen. They said, well, well, we'll better do this. Otherwise, we're, ba- we're back. We're back in the desert and we don't want to go there. And I was just thinking about ourselves. How, how often do we actually do this? I was listening to a podcast yesterday, and, and, and the pastor in, that, in, in, in the podcast said, so often we say, yes, but. Yes, but. God will do this. Yes, but. Not always. Jesus heals always. Yes, but not always. You know, and, and, and so often we do this. We, we say, yes, but. And by actually saying this, we're actually uh, 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 pushing and pulling the, the belief from underneath our feet. The rock that we're actually standing on, we're pulling it away and we're not able to do anything anymore. Back in the desert, just like the Israelites. And also, you can see it in... Um, Um, somewhere, just see how your gift of prophecy works, somewhere in the New Testament, let's just go there, yeah, everyone, no, just, okay, Matthew 13, verse 54, and then Jesus returned to Nazareth, did you all find it, did everyone go there, because you need to, you you really have to see this. Um, because you will, you will recognize this in your own lives as well. I recognize it in my life. Matthew 13, verse 54. So he returned to Nazareth, his hometown. And when he taught her in the synagogue, everyone was amazed and said, where does he get his wisdom and the power to do miracles from? And then they scoffed. Just, he's just a carpenter's son. We know Mary, we know his mother, and we know his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas. All his sisters live, live here among us. Where did he learn the, all these things? And they were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. And then Jesus told them a prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and among his own family. Did you see that? It, 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 is, it, it starts off with Jesus like teaching in a synagogue. It starts off with him telling and, and, and sharing and doing miracles. And, and everyone was amazed. Everyone was like, oh my goodness, I, what? I've never heard anyone preach like this. The, the authority that is in there is just amazing. Just wow, where does he get all this from? This is so true. And then all of a sudden, just one person in the group says, but isn't he just a carpenter? Don't, don't we know his mom? Don't we know his sisters? Don't we know his brothers? And actually, by doing that, by just giving this one remark, they they just like all the belief that was in that place, all the faith that was in the place, and all the uh, amazement about Jesus Christ, God's own Son, was just pushed away, just kicked away. and, And they turned from having a marvelous sight on Jesus onto trying to stone him one remark that's where it started with and then i'm thinking like how often do we actually do this how often do we say the yeah but or how often do we actually start to question something and then from that we have like a whole people group of people with us and they believe and we just say one remark or we just say one thing and all faith is gone You know, I stand in front of you saying like, you know, with faith you can move all mountains. Yeah. And then in your mind, you most probably say like, I've never seen that. It's a mountain. that is like a metaphor for something. It's for difficulty in your lives. And then actually by saying that, We're actually already taking away the faith that you have. By actually saying all these things, quite often we dismantle the faith that we have, the belief that we have, that God can do everything. And then nothing happens anymore. Would you follow a Joshua? Would you follow all these wacky, weird prophets in the old testament was just reading one of the prophets a few weeks ago god said go and buy a linen cloth or actually an undergarment it's, let's tra- translate it into nowadays yeah go to Hema, buy a box of short and then go to the side of a canal bury it leave it there for six weeks and, li- and get it out and then that's a sign you know, that's what I'm going to do with so-and-so. That's one of the prophets actually had to do this. If I would do that, and I would stand here in front of you with a box of that was half eaten by anything, <laughs> you would think like, man, Hans, you've lost it. <laughs> would you be willing to follow Joshua? Who says, let's just walk around the city for six times. And then seven times the last day. Would you be willing to actually do things that from a worldly perspective look like wacky, crazy, weird? You know, this week we had King's Day. Oh, it was last week, actually. And, and Saturday I had an evening shift. And as I walked home from the evening shift, I looked into Westerstrand. It was like rubbish everywhere and you were just walking over the flat beer cans the thrown away tossed away plastic cups and and all these things it was just a garbage pit was the street and as i was thinking about this you know god has called us to walk a spiritual life you know eternal life doesn't start when we die here eternal life started now already So we're actually walking the streets of gold already, spiritually. We're actually already called to walk the higher way. And to actually look from that perspective, rather than from walking in the dirt. And that's actually what you're doing. When you're actually looking from a a spiritual perspective, when you're looking from the perspective from God, or when you look from the perspective of the world. If I talk to anybody, that, or maybe there were a few there, but if I talk to the people that were there on Saturday, celebrating the king's birthday Saturday during the day, and they all would have said, like, it was an amazing time. And the outcome of it was like, crap, rubbish. If I walk the spiritual way, the outcome of that will that I have clean feet, clean shoes, a little bit of gold dust here and there on my shoes because you know it wears off and that's the spiritual way and it looks weird to the people around you it looks like you know people will think that you're crazy but it works whenever God tells you to do something do it even though it's weird let's be a weirdo for Christ or at least yesterday was a weirdo for Christ. <laughs> we, we were talking about this on Tuesday. I'm going to tell you testimony now. We, we were talking about this on Tuesday as well in uh, in small group. And, and as they were praying in their small group at the end. Of like, okay God, what do you want me to do? What step of faith do you want me to take? What weird thing do you want me to do? And it's not always weird yeah, that we have to do. But sometimes we do yeah and then as he was praying god said buy a, buy flowers for our neighbors and um i just have to tell you our neighbors are people that uh ignore us they look us straight in the face and we say hi and they just turn around and they don't say anything that's our neighbors That's not the people on that side but on, on, on another side um <coughs> and um Maurice just we, we well sometimes talk about this like how, how do you do that you know how, how do we build a relationship with them if they are acting like this and then god said buy a bunch of flowers and um marlise was wacky for christ and she went to the store she bought some flowers yesterday and she rang their doorbell and she opened up and Marlies was here yeah, you have some flowers <laughs> they're for you from us there you go and then this whole conversation started off. Melissa was invited in for a coffee or a glass of wine. Uh, you know, she could, she, she could, she could choose. Uh, she didn't enter in because we were just, just about to have dinner. But this whole conversation started off just by doing something wacky for Christ. Just something weird. A normal person wouldn't do it, most probably, or think about it. And that's God. That's just God being in there. And we're just really looking forward how this will open up even more, even further. And yeah, because God is faithful. You know, it's, just, it's in these small things. And sometimes even bigger. And sometimes we really have to walk around a Jericho for everyone to see and everyone to ridicule us. But we will be victorious in Him in the end. Yeah, let's pray. Yeah, Father, I want to thank you that, that you are faithful. Lord, thank you that, that, that you are the one who is um, uh, showing us and telling us what to do. Father, and, and we pray that we will be faithful in, uh, in, in following you. That we will be faithful and not, and not being afraid um, uh, of the world around us. We want to see from a spiritual uh, a view uh, the world around us. And we want to do the things that you want us to do. We want to walk the higher road. We don't want to walk in the dirt. We want to walk the higher road, your road, your ways. So, Father, we pray that, that you will show us what to do. That you will show us how to do things. And um, yeah, make us courageous in you, Father.